You are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI, any technology, or anything else. You're unique. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you and you see yourself. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or end your day or any time of day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you're a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs, your traditions, or your tribes, you are the value in this economy and you are seen in a world of destruction and degradation. The world should see you for the value that you are. If you're working a job and you are homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here at all. Different people do different things when they wake up. I smell the inside of my nose. That's what I do. I go, and I hold on to the bed and I make sure I'm really here because it's hard to believe. And then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. And they usually are. And it's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might call me an empiricist because things are what they are. And that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Well, how you doing? It's me, Herschel. Herschel Sterling. Otherwise known as Commercial Herschel. Sometimes known as Controversial Herschel. This is the first day of February, and it's... So I need to just take a minute and explain this to you. I'm writing a new story every day, a thousand to two thousand words, writing it out, making an image with the Substack image generator, the AI image generator, and then I augment it, you know, to put the title of the thing in it. It's really fun for me. It takes me a couple of hours, and I love doing it, and I'm going to do one every day this month. But a full disclaimer here, and here's my disclaimer. If something happens and I can't make a new one, like a brand new story, I have some backups from old stories I've written years ago. Because I have dozens of stories. I mean, hundreds probably. I mean, I don't know. I never did a count. But I've got dozens of folders. And each of those folders has dozens of stories. So I'm guessing hundreds. And so some of these things are going to be made ahead of time in case I can't do one on the daily. Because I don't want to miss a day. Full disclosure. If that happens and this is an old story, I'll say that. But these first few are brand new. I mean, I wrote this one this morning and I'm recording it tonight before I go to bed and it'll come out February 1st at three in the morning. That's what time my podcast goes out three in the morning. So it's like five or whatever o'clock over on the East coast when my stuff starts up. Let's just do this really fast. And then when we're done doing this really fast, we'll come back and we'll get started with this story. Okay, now listen, another thing I should tell you is that every single day, for those of you who don't know, I do the opening, that same opening that you heard me open with. It's every day. So if you're tuning into my podcast 
twice and you hear that opening both times, it's not because it's the same episode. It's because I do that opening every day. So if you don't want to go through the opening, it's two minutes you don't want to spend, just fast forward for two minutes and you'll be done. It's about a two minute thing. And then about two minutes in is when everything gets going. Okay. And then at the end, it's a three minute thing and it's every day and I do it every day because I like it. So I hope, you know, it's okay with you that I do that. Okay. So here's the story for today. This is a cool story. I think, I mean, I just wrote it and it's not, this isn't a really super ultra special one, but it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. And there's going to be some good ones I can tell this month, but here, this story is called the lighters lady. Hey, what's with the lighters? I asked Rania. She has thousands of thousands of old spent plastic cigarette lighters. They're categorized by size and then color. There are three stalls of them in the horse barn, full of them in bags. Then there's a storage shed outside the barn. She estimates that there are 350,000 spent lighters. The weight is just under a ton. Well, I don't know yet, she said, but I do know that someday somebody is going to need them for some new product and I'm the one who's going to have them. Did you know that on their sides laying down they can hold 20 pounds of external pressure before they crack? I've tried to stomp on them and they wouldn't break. And standing up they can take 70 pounds before they crack? Those little things are deceptively strong, she said. Rania has a farm on the edge of a small town in Minnesota. There are a few animals here, but she collects almost every random thing that no one would ever think to collect. It's a numbers game, she says. Sooner or later, someone is going to need this or that, and I'm the one who has it. Once I sold 2,000 coffee cans. It was too bad they didn't want the 1,500 I had left over. Can I ask you uh, what you made on that, I asked her. Uh, 75, 75 cents a can, they wouldn't pay me a penny more, she answered. Everywhere I look around her farm, I see these rows of unlikely items ordered, categorized, and on the clock. I asked Rania, you must have this advertised online? Oh yeah, she said, there are clearing houses for odd things like this. Inventors, startups, universities and business incubators have a lot of interesting and odd needs. You just never know what someone is going to want. Say someone is inventing something, she said, or they are fabricating a new part or an accessory to an already existing project. What they'll do is go on to one of these sites where my catalog is and others just like mine, and they scour the list looking for something that can help them. They usually do not need it in the form it's in. It'll be augmented or cut or sliced or modified for their purposes, but it might help them with their tests or their prototypes or even their finished products. She says colleges and universities use things in their labs or for their celebrations or their homecoming floats. Most years it's the schools that provide the bulk of my business. Wow, I said it has my brain working. I look at all these things And now I'm thinking of ways that I could use them or what they could be converted for. Yep, it'll drive you nuts, she said. What do you think the craziest thing is that you ever sold, I dared to ask? Well, that's easy. It was the darndest thing. This old guy in this fancy pickup truck, he showed up. We walked around and talked and he asked to see my chickens. 
At that time, I had about 20 chickens because I, I sold the eggs. And anyway, this man wants me to save all my eggshells for six months, and he pays me in advance to do it. I told him, hey, look, I don't eat all these eggs. I sell the eggs to people, and they, they have the shells. He tells me, get this. This guy says I should give them a discount if they bring their shells back to me. Give them a buck off for their eggs if they bring back their shells, he says. You can afford it because it's like you're getting paid twice for the same shells. I'll pay you two bucks for every dozen shells you can give me. You give them a dollar off and you make an extra buck per dozen, she explained. That's what he told her. I'm fine with that. It's no skin off me. I have space to store my empty shells. I don't care. The guy is paying me in advance, so whatever. I did it. Then he proceeds to show up every month loading the shells into his truck for six months. And uh, what did he do with them, I asked. Like, what was he using those eggshells for? He said something about making a calcium tincture for his grandson, who's an athlete. Wow, I said, lucky kid to have a granddad like that. Well, the funniest thing about it, it wasn't anything that I had ever expected to sell. He didn't even care to look at any of my other stuff after he saw those chickens. And then I asked her about the strangest requests that she's ever had. What's the weirdest thing anyone was looking for? Uh, where do I begin? She responded. Just the other day, someone called here looking for unused breast implants and other types of saline implants. That's illegal. She said, I have to call the authorities when I get a call like that. And I did. Medical supplies are a no-go. You need a special license for that kind of stuff. I've had calls for dog hair, dehydrated frogs, ram's horns, and that's just the animal stuff. I'm not going to get into the details with you, but I get a lot of calls from perverts looking for weird stuff or their whatever they do. I think the most popular request I get is mannequins. People always want a mannequin until they have one, and then they're creeped out by it. It goes in a garage or the attic or garbage can. Mannequins and shredded metal. I had a guy call me looking for shredded metal. I told him I didn't have a shredder. Next thing you know, he goes out and gets his own shredder. He calls me and asks if I need any metal shredded. The same guy. You should have sold him your 1,500 coffee cans, I exclaimed. I tried, she said. He wouldn't buy them, though. He wants to charge me to shred them for me. I say, hold. Hold those coffee cans. You'll clean up on them eventually. That's what I told her. And she agreed. I love your business here. I love that you're saving things from the landfills. That's the idea, she said. That's the idea. The end. There it is. What is flash fiction, you asked? What is flash fiction? You see an item in the room and you write a story around it. And it shouldn't be more than 2,000 words. You want it to be about a 1,000 to 2,000 words. That's flash fiction. And it is a great writing exercise. It is... Good to jostle things loose out of your brain. You find ideas that you didn't know you had. Ideas show up. I've written little stories and then had like better stories come out of it. And it's just really fun. And if you write for fun like I do, the hopes that someday you can get an income out of it. It's a great exercise. It's just a really fun thing to do. And I suggest it if you're a writer that you try some flash fiction. If you're somebody who doesn't write fiction and you've always wanted to or you've wanted to discover it, that's the best way to start. Just look at some random object and just write a story around that object and see how it goes. This one was pretty boring, and I admit it is. It's pretty boring. 
Some of them are boring. But that's what I wrote, and that's what I did. And so there you go. That's what's going to happen. That's how that is, and it's going to happen every day. Because you know why? Here's why. Because it's... That's why. Please, please tell your friends about Flash Fiction February. It's a good time. If I do write a story that I did not write the day before I posted it, I will make sure you know that it's an older story. I have so many of them, but you just never know. If I don't have time to do one and I, I have to have one on backup, I'll just throw an old one up and I'll make sure to tell you that. Most of my stories kind of have weird elements to them. This one didn't really have like any woo-woo elements, but a lot of them are things like inter, you know, interdimensional travel or interdimensional communication or communication or things that have to do with extraterrestrial life or what I like to call coinciding terrestrial life. Other species, other beings who live in the same plane of existence that we live in, but we just can't see them because they are in a different frequency of light and we just don't see them. But they're here. They live here. This is their planet too. So I, I write a lot about those kind of things. And so there'll be elements of that, all kinds of elements of like fairies and like weird things like that. And what I try to do is tell a story with it like not just for the sake of it but like is there a point yeah usually there's a point usually it's like a parable or a fable or something like there's some reason for it it's not just for the heck of it like there's a trying to make a point they might be dumb points but at least i'm trying to make a point i'm trying to tell a story okay it's so hilarious you guys you should see my microphone i'm gonna take a picture of it i've got like a hanging mic i don't have a boom mic i've got like a button mic that hangs down from from above and comes in and then it's kind of not a great mic it's a usb mic and it's all right it works um but it's so hyper sensitive it picks up every little noise that my mouth makes and it even has an air guard on it you know a foam guard and then it has a pop screen on the front and then i have this gigantic nephilim sock like a big half giant sock over it too, to try to dumb the sound down and it's, it's like a rugby sock like a knee sock you know and it's just like hilarious looking and I should really take a picture of it but look it's time for the send off to send you off into your day or to send you off to sleep or to send you off to wherever it's the same every day only different I do it every day just like in the beginning I do the opening and that's about two minutes long this is about three minutes long so if you're new to my podcast, this is a thing that happens every episode. Sorry if it's annoying. I like it. I think it's encouraging. It helps me a lot. It helps me remember who we are and what we're connected to. And that there's nothing like our human species. We're special. And people who try to belittle us and think that they're going to replace us with imitation intelligence are high on drugs. They will never, ever, ever we're the real thing. And all their stuff has flaws. Worse than us. Worse flaws than us. They're not kidding anybody. This place where we live is not a joke. 
When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet. It's in space and it's wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. Can you believe it? Or on such a small planet into such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're a tiny moment in an instant, in an infinite universe. We are an infinite, in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity. They are layered so tightly together. They are sliced so thinly together that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope that we can be here tomorrow. Warmongers, I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I really very strongly disagree with them. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We're consciousness observing itself. You're each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. And I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our little galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe. Do you know why? Because your observation affects it. When your eyes look at something, you affect what you look at. That's called superposition. You are rare. You're not only a body, you have radiance too. You radiate light. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there is light. You're a luminescent jewel and you can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anybody else. So shine on yourself while you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me now. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. Thanks for joining me on the first day of Flash Fiction February. Fake ad right here.